This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street production. You've discovered your link to GoPowerCat.com's PowerCat Overtime Podcast, presented by Fridge Wholesale Liquor, and it starts right now. Now, let's go to the WTC Gig-Powered Studios. Here's your host, GoPowerCat.com publisher, Tim Fitzgerald. Welcome to the overtime. It's Friday and it's time to have some fun. I know it's Friday and you don't feel like you're on overtime. You're just on the last day of your work week. But to us, it means now we've done all of our serious podcasting for the week. And we're going to give you this, the overtime. Last week, I called it stupid. I would like to apologize to my own podcast for insulting it so outlandishly. It is... Without boundaries, it is America. The Freedom Podcast. It can do and be whatever it aspires to be. After you ask stupid questions and we give stupid answers. We gonna do a overtime in Memphis? We're gonna do it all in Memphis. I am currently prepping the road trip podcast kit. Dope. Murder kit. It's like a murder kit without the line nope. to break down the body. No. Nope. Wouldn't do that. Or the shovel. Or it's, in fact, there's nothing in the podcast kit that would be in a murder kit. I disagree. My murder kit. You're going to kill someone with a microphone? The mic cords? That's so much rope. Oh, yeah. What do they kill? And it's sturdy. Like, that's some good stuff that we bought. Man, this is how we. Those are threaded. Those ones are, like, threaded. They can really dig into the skin. Oh, yeah. Plotting. Murder on the podcast. Unfortunately, there's no one I want to murder. Unfortunately, he says. Damn it. Let me think. Who could possibly look at me? Ooh, someone at the Holiday Inn, the Media Hotel, gives me side eye. Stop telling people what we're doing. <laughs> Dead. Don't tell people where we're going to be. We'll be at the Holiday Inn in downtown Memphis. And our room number is 811. <laughs> Come on by. Just drop in. Like you do when you sit down while my wife and I are eating dinner and ask me questions. He's still mad about it. <laughs> well, I'm not really mad about that. I'm mad that they went out and trashed me on on a message board because I was a dick to him. That's fair. See, you're not famous. You don't have the famous, like, hey, I'm eating right now. We can take a picture after. They you know, wanna, you're not that famous. Nobody wants a picture with me. <laughs> oh. Unless they want to look like, like the better person in a picture. 
I aspire to be the other guy in someone's Twitter, Abby. Yeah. Because technically, when there's more than one person, the ugliest person, that's their Twitter account. They're trying to upgrade their own looks by glomming on to their friends or other Cheerleader effect. Yeah. Right. That's, that's what I do when I post pictures with my friends. Right. So. Except I'm usually the shortest one, so it kind of actually hurts me in the end of the day. My friends are seven foot. My best, probably my best looking friend is six foot four. That doesn't work well at all for you. No. Unless, uh, what was that? What staff was that? Nebraska, where I saw an in-home visit and the coaches, and one of the coaches tiny. I, I got to look up who he is. He's tiny, and he's standing on the mantle at the. He took his. Shoes I did off. see that. Our, he's yes, standing I on the that. mantle, but then he had to bend down a little bit because he's not that short. <laughs> Anyhow, I would love to be the other guy in someone's Twitter, Abby, because that means I'm the good-looking one, and the other guy's uglier than me. He's so beautiful. It's fair. That's. My dreams. We all have dreams. One of my dreams is to go to the fridge wholesale liquor every day just to hang out, say hi. But then my wallet says, what are you doing? Because every time I go to the fridge, I've gotten to know everyone in there pretty well. It, You know, it says a lot about you when you're friends with the people at the liquor store. <laughs> just want everyone to love me, but I don't know how to make them do it. And um, I just end up talking, shooting the you know what with the fellas. Good group in the fridge. Really, really quality people. If you buy liquor in Manhattan, please do it at the fridge. They've been good to us. They'll be good to you. And they're good to our segment sponsors that we have in the Questions Podcast. We don't have one currently for the overtime. We're starting to think about one. I've got one kind of in mind. Now that's eating good in the neighborhood. There's just one hang-up with it, and I need to run it by Kevin. You should. Oh. At the fridge. So it's at the fridge. Oh. I'm confused. All of our sponsors currently get their liquor from the fridge. Okay. Even Caddyshack Golf? Well, God knows where Brett gets his liquor from. Probably his neighbor's basement. But, um, no, I think I think he's a fridge guy. I'm confident he's a fridge guy. All the cool kids are. All right. This is the overtime. You ask us, we answer. Doesn't have to be about K-State. Doesn't have to be about sports. Can be about our lives. Our fabulous, star-filled lives. The glamorous lives we lead in covering Kansas State sports for you. Like, for example, we have a private charter to Memphis. We don't. It's not true. Well, I'm calling my, my Durango a charter. Mm. So, I mean, there's a charter bus, right? You can get charter buses. Should have taken a You can get charter planes. We're having a charter uh, SUV to go to Memphis. Private charter. Should have taken a Greyhound. Get there. If somebody has a Cessna Cessna 172. No, I'm not not getting on a plane. Nerd. When you've had two friends die on small planes, you don't get on a small plane ever. Nerd. Fair enough. But I'll get on a helicopter. Make sense of that. What? They're really dangerous. Yeah. They're really dangerous. Nah, actually, I won't. I'm too scared of falling, and helicopters feel like they're supposed to be falling. Don't they? I don't think More than a, planes? I don't feel like there's a person on the earth that isn't afraid of falling. <laughs> well, I just have well, a phobia about The thing it. with, as long as, the only problem with a helicopter is if you're 
tail spinner or whatever breaks, then you're screwed. Because then you're just doing circles. But if your tail still works, but your top doesn't work, you can just float down real gracefully to the bottom. And you live. Okay. There you go. We've learned something. What a great way to start. It's just physics. Learn. We have math and physics on the Overtime Podcast. I don't know about if you'll learn anything from the rest of today, but you will learn this. This is the sound of our fan going on. There we go. Beep. These are questions from Wabash Station. From King Jim 77 what is the funniest prank you've heard about or participated in against a high school slash college rival? His example is, they hung a pair of truck nuts on the Valley Heights Mustang statue. Nice. I mean, I assume nice. I don't really know that rivalry, but okay. See, I, I went to school in the worst time frame possible in high school where high school started to become nice about everything and like even cheering against your opponent at games is like half the time frowned upon like can we can we all get along can we can we get along we we seriously got warned at state basketball one year for like making noise when the other team had the ball boo you suck what that's horrible it, it's it's being a fan like i don't know what to do it's like we didn't get to do any cool things and especially since we were at a private school and just wasn't now i i heard a story that our school a while back went up to Beloit high they have a trojan statue at their football field and they painted it blue which is our colors but it's weird because like we don't ever play them or anything so like we're not rivals we're just that in the same town seems like a bad fight to pick yeah yeah you're kind of outnumbered yeah Get, can you imagine being the school that's outnumbered in Beloit? Right. I mean, the big guys aren't that big, but they're a hell of a lot bigger than you. So that that's just what I heard happened. But I don't. I didn't get to experience anything cool because it was a bad time for high school. I am not much of a prankster. Oh, by the way, guys, I just wanted to remind you that I am a prankster. Not too much of a prankster but i'm a prankster i'll prank everyone this morning i pranked my brother i don't your I don't, friends weren't like you didn't hear about any I good know, pranks? central south that was more like jets and sharks action like we're gonna fight or we could dance you know it's like <laughs> there's this underlying tension where we really didn't like each other but nothing really happened didn't take any signs no, I don't think so. I mean, there was pranks. In you the lived eternity. in prime time prank time for high school. No, it was nobody would have gotten mad. It was already kind of going south. <sighs> Even in the eighties, we were starting to get pressure about behavior, and I don't know. I don't know. I I'm just I'm just a happy loving fellow that likes everyone to get along. People drove on our football field, and they thought it was a prank. No, that was just someone drunk, probably. No, they were sober. Oh. Why? Oh, really? I, oh. My favorite prank I've ever seen is when you seed someone's football field with your name or logo in it. So when the seed comes up, it's a different color, and that's a pretty good prank. Somebody did that to our field except with Roundup. That's a bad Ooh. prank. Yeah. And wrote something. Don't be cutting down bad. or poisoning a 150-year-old tree or something. Tumors corners. Done. I guess what I'm trying to say is we were the victim of some pranks more than anything. Thanks, King Jim. 
brought up some bad memories for you, didn't it? It's annoying. It also brought up some Brad memories for you. <laughs> Damn it, Brad. These were from before when I was in high school, but Manhattan High, Junction City rivalry. It was big when we were in high school. Apparently now, my sister who you know works at the high school, she's like, yeah, Manhattan Junction City rivalry is not really that big anymore. She's like, half the school's dating someone from the other school. I'm like, oh. That's what's interesting. It's really true. And that's how the world's changed from when I was in school because you didn't have social media. Yeah. You literally, unless you played on a baseball team or you had co-friends. And what I mean by that is like your neighbor went to Sacred Heart in Salina and had friends from South and Central and you all kind of had a bridge there, but like some of my friends played on summer baseball teams with guys from South and I was from Central. But yeah, yeah. back then you didn't have the you didn't have those relationships. You didn't know each other. Southeast Saline might as well have been in Wichita, and now it's really part of Salina. But on to the pranks. This is before when I was in high school. But apparently, Manhattan High kids would go over to Junction City, and this is back when both teams had grass fields. They'd paint a big red M on the field, you know, because. Yeah. When we played Junction City, we'd wear red, red out. You know, they were blue, too. Obviously. So you got, and it was cool. It was always a one-time thing. You'd wear red. It was awesome. But apparently that was a thing. And I heard this from someone I knew that went to Junction City when I was, when I was in high school. And their spirit squad, I think she was a part of it. And she said, Oh, yeah. The Junction City spirit squad would paint the M on there to motivate their players. And I don't know if I believe that, but it wouldn't surprise me. If it was like... You went to high school when? 07 to 11. That feels like the time where people would have been like, maybe we, you know... Maybe we shouldn't vandalize things. Right. So I could see it being very Like the coach getting together with the spirit squad saying, I want you to do this. Yeah. Like the end of that. So 06, I think, was the last time that a red M got painted on a field or near a field or off to the side or something. But 07 comes around. I'm a freshman. 07 season. Home game at Manhattan. And... There was war- like they were going to retaliate. So like Manhattan kids, they were going to stake out the stadium. Like the night after they pay- like they painted the field like Thursday night, they were going to stake it out Thursday night. But I think administration said, no, you can't turn the lights on all night. You can't <laughs> stay there. Nothing's going to happen. It'll be fine. Oh, they were wrong. <laughs> it got like, I don't know what they spray painted because it was all covered up by the game with like blue spray paint, but like it was just splotchy all over the field. But they they Did wrote a lot things. of things on the field. Wow. Nice. And then both teams got turf, and that was the end of that. Yeah, because nobody <laughs> wants to damage that. Now, then you're into criminal things. Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't really. In Salina, Zach went to a real high school. Look, I went to, to a me, real so. high school. Let's, let's be honest here. I grew up in Salina, the hard streets of Salina. Nobody wanted to mess with Fitz. Yeah, that's don't care. I had a friend with tattoos. <laughs> I knew a guy. I knew a guy that had tattoos. They weren't afraid of 115-pound Fitz. Did he do them in his garage? He did them. He moved from New York. They were legitimate. Like uh, They looked like prison tattoos. Nice. They were like a bunch of drunken 14-year-olds did them. Nice. Actually, he moved in, he moved in junior high, so yeah. He had tattoos in junior high. 
But they were like, you know, here's a here's a goldfish on my hand. Oh my God, you're mean. You're terrifying. He was a badass. He actually was a badass. Went on to be in the Navy. He might be listening to this. I doubt uh, it. No, he does. He, he's oh. kind of become a K-State fan after he's, he, he asked me, he tweeted at me, what do I do? I mean, he wasn't an officer in the Navy. He went from high school. He was an incredibly intelligent guy. And he, I later found out he was the guy with the finger on the button. That was his job. He was on nuclear submarines and he nice. was a warhead operator. But uh, he's retired now, um, as you can do from the Navy. He said, what do I do? I'm a Navy guy. I really don't like officers, but I'm a Navy guy, and I love K-State. And I said, dude, Navy's your thing. You cheer for Navy. That's that's you. Those are your people. So he didn't respond, so I think he's going to cheer for K-State. <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> we were tough. I mean, not like... Well, we weren't tough, <laughs> but we thought we were, and that's really what counted in our hearts. Don't mess with Salina Central. Go Mustangs. From KSU number one, how wrong is Riley on his extreme hot take about Call Hall? And Riley's going to read this hot take. In case you guys missed it, in. Zach posted a story that Call Hall hasn't made ice cream in a month. I didn't read the story. Well, just of it. Their machine broke down, and since it was like an older machine, they decided to upgrade to a different type of machine that's apparently safer ah, but they have okay. to train everybody on it by january it'll probably be no, here's, here's like, it's fine. before we get into your this is what amazed me about it is it takes that long to get it that long to get it installed that long to get everyone trained it's like don't they have to sell those on amazon can't you buy <laughs> can you buy an industrial sized ice cream right machine on amazon hand on, crank right <laughs> no, no no like industrial sized comes prime so it's free delivery and it shows up on Thursday. It'd be and, nice. And by the following Monday, everyone's trained. It's making ice cream. <laughs> they probably paid the standard shipping price. That's why it's taken so long. Well, I'm just surprised the state of Kansas had any money to buy anything. So then somebody said the GPC crew is going to start hoarding call hall ice cream, which then inflicted this response out of me. I said, quote, hottest of K-State hot takes. Call hall ice cream is delicious, and I'll certainly never turn it down. But I'm not gonna, going to go out of my way to go get it. We have a Baskin-Robbins just down the street from the office, and I gladly go there if I wanted ice cream. I never understood the craze about it. It was really good, but it didn't taste special to me. Boo! I think everyone loves it so much because it's the, quote, popular thing that they sell you on your campus visit. Boo! Here's what I take issue with Riley's statement. This, this, we fight the tough battles at Go Powercat. He's, he called it delicious. It's not delicious. Oh. It's okay. Oh. It is okay ice cream. It is ice cream. It is. Boo! Look, yes, it is amazing that we can make ice cream right here in Manhattan, Kansas. But it is not the best ice cream I have ever had. I don't mean any disrespect to anybody that is in the agricultural field that at K-State, that worked at Call Hall, that had great experiences or whatever in Call Hall. Oh, man, that's rubbish. There's nothing about the ice cream that is any different than the Baskin-Robbins ice cream, than the, the Cold oh, no, Stone ice cream. It's worse. That's what's oh. different about it. Interesting. Oh, boy. So, look. Rubbish. I just think Call Hall is one of those things that K-State people look at through purple-shaded glasses. Oh, it's great. Why? Well, they have this purple ice cream. 
Well, does it taste like grapes or something? No, it's just it's wildcat flavor. <laughs> like, what's the purple pride? What does that taste like? I mean, it's just ice cream. I just I don't think it, it's. It, I thought it was good. If you called me and said, "Hey, I'm driving a call hall," or "I have call hall," you want some? Sure. I'm not going to go risk a fifty dollar parking ticket to get call hall ice cream. Unbelievable. When your powers combine, you are somehow even more stupid than the sum of your stupids. Thank you. Go on. What was that? That was a gulp. <laughs> that was a legitimate gulp. GoPowerKid.com would like to apologize to anyone offended by the previous takes. And is it physically possible to have a hot take on ice cream? Oh, man. Probably going to get some letters about that, huh? I'll say this. I've had Call Hall ice cream less than a handful of times. I remember having it once in college. I might have had it twice in my life I think about it and it was good I remember thinking this really good ice cream but living in in Manhattan now for more than 20 years I assume this was in the local newspaper the yes Manhattan Mercury we no longer take it because of things but I do the online thing and I don't do it very often uh, I have heard no one in town talking about it being shut down I didn't even know until I read the article. Yeah. Yeah, and it had been exactly. shut down for a month. It's, until Zach said something, I didn't have a clue that it was shut down. That's why I posted to the board. I was like, hey, guys. Who is it, Darius, that has it? I think they do. Or they, As, that's where, like, when I was a call kid. Call ice cream oh, on the coolers. When I was a you kid, meant the newspaper. we'd go to Darius. <laughs> where can you find that newspaper? <laughs> we'd go to Darius a lot after baseball games or whatever, and. A lot of times, you know, you'd get a slushie because going to Dares and getting a slushie yeah. is the big t- the big thing. But sometimes you're like, I want ice cream. I want the real thing. I don't want air air fluffed ice with a Pepsi flavor in it. I want some vanilla ice cream, which was which Call Hall is better than a Dares slushie. I will say that. But I've, you know, it's just it's all right. Look, yeah, they had you, it at the your door. problem is really the vanilla. I'm a vanilla yeah. ice cream guy. If you don't do vanilla ice cream all in on the vanilla, you're not doing it right. They serve they serve call hall at the derb, at least they did when I was a freshman. At at dinner, they would serve a couple tubs and when it was out, it was out. So you could go up and scoop the tub out, get a couple scoops. Yeah, it was it was fine. But if they would have had blue bunny or um any other ice cream, I think it would have tasted very, very similar. I'm not, there was never a, cl- a long, clamoring line to get the call. I'm going to just say this right now as we end this discussion before we lose subscribers. Okay, it's boomers. It's free podcast. <laughs> okay, boomers. <laughs> Very good. Okay. Moving, moving on. on. From KNED. Well, f- he, this. Yeah, <laughs> this We're still on. talking about ice cream. We're still talking about it. Oh, Fix and Zach, rank your favorite Call Hall ice cream. Riley, rank your favorite ice cream in Manhattan. Dude, I can't do it. Straight up, I love just a good mint chocolate chip from Baskin Robbins. Just my favorite ice creams are vanilla, chocolate chip, chocolate, Rocky Road, and uh, Sherbert's. I, I like a, a nice fruity sherbet. Give me a mint chocolate chip or a cookies and cream from anywhere. Oh, that sounds like cream, about probably. a third of what Baskin Robbins serves. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. Like, yeah, if it's there, you'll eat it. Flavor of the month, maybe not for you. Yeah, yeah. You know? 
Yeah. What's the flavor of the month? Shoes. Don't put pecan in my ice <laughs> don't cream. Don't put that. <laughs> don't put pecan. Yeah, don't put it in my pie or my ice cream. There's one at Baskin Robbins one time. It was like Rainbow Blast something or other, and it had every color out there. And I was like, that doesn't even look good. It'd look good to an eight-year-old. It looks like it would do bad things <laughs> when I end up processing it out later. I, you know, that probably is their. T- I wonder what uh, their target market. Oh, I'm sure market. it's the target. They yeah. like you know look up and see. Oh, that one has colors. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what it would be. It's the ice cream version of. A van, a puppy, and a candy bar. <laughs> Just trying to get the little kids inside. That's how they sell birthday the cake flavored person. ice cream. <laughs> this shouldn't be legal. You shouldn't be doing that to the little kids. Giving them something they want. That's so unfair. It's just wrong. What has happened to society that we're trying to entice children by influencing them with advertising? <laughs> it's like that SNL sketch. Now let's say a man... He pulls up into the school parking lot, and he's in a van, and he offers you some candy. Ooh, I like candy. Uh, well, we all like candy, but the question is, what should you do? Whatever it takes to get that candy. <laughs> oh, God. I like fans. <laughs> a puppy. Oh, no, you don't get in the van. But what if I need to go somewhere? I don't think I've had any other flavor than... I think I probably had Purple Pride once and been like, I had chocolate one time. All right. That's the flagship. There was the greatest description of all time of a former SID at Kansas State in which the AD at the time said, I'm not saying he's boring, but he's the kind of guy that goes to 31 flavors and gets vanilla. (laughs) And that was a really apt description of this individual who was incredibly just toast. No margarine or jelly on this toast, just toast. That was his personality. But I do love a good vanilla. Stop putting free scoops of Call Hall in kids' campus visit folders and see what happens to the amount of craze about Call Hall. I bet it would drop. I bet it would drop. It's good marketing. I appreciate it. Look, Call Hall is an institution. It's part of the K-State experience. We all love it because it's, it's ours. So I hope they get back up and running, and maybe with new equipment. Maybe it tastes better. Maybe we'll see something different here. There is something to be said about the freshness. Dairy immediately into the – I get it. I would might want to say you might want to start putting, like, uh, little gold tickets, like Willy Wonka, and all the kids will start coming. What what would this golden ticket (laughs) – what can what? you see? Get, okay, give us give us a tour. Are you telling me they have Oompa Loompas at Call Hall? Well, tell me how they're going to eliminate four of the winners. What's the song? What's the Oompa Loompa song? Oompa Loompa. But you got to come up with your own lyrics. I don't know. I, Who's the brat that turns that. into a blueberry? Well, I, don't, I don't know who the winning kids are. I, I'm aspiring to be Willie. What are you talking about? <laughs> of course, Willie would probably be uh, like a, a man with a cat head. Willie Catwonka. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. 
Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Baseball has begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. Uh, from Exhausted Nihilist, this is, this, this is what you walked in on while we were talking about before the podcast. True story. I ordered some pants online from a department store. Okay. And inside the package was an extra. <laughs> I, like, I like how he, he puts in parentheses women's size five pair of thong underwear. They won't fit my wife. Hold up. I want to know something. Were they new? Or were they <laughs> <laughs> uh, he says they will not fit his wife. I think, and he thinks his daughter is a tad young to be wearing that style. What should he do with them? He says, return them to the store, <laughs> offer them to a friend, or a stranger. I think they will fit. I got, I got a solution. Don't do the stranger thing because you're gonna definitely insult somebody. <laughs> Ma'am, would you like a pair of thong? You are playing you like a fire. size five. You are playing with fire. If you believe, I, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna tell you how to parent. I'm gonna assume that his daughter is under 18. I'm guessing. Hell no, I'm not giving my daughter a thong in. Right, and I'm and I'm not criti- I'm not saying he should. I'm saying if she's under 18, and a size five will fit her when she is 18, that's a hilarious birthday present. You wrap that up. You make sure her friends are around. You make sure family is around, and you give your daughter thong underwear and see how uncomfortable she is. No, when you she do opens. that now. No, no, I think 18, because you're like, honey, you're 18, you're an adult, you can dress as you want, you can make decisions on your own. Oh, but you're making it seem like it's a joke gift. So if it's a joke gift, do it now. I think it's hilarious because then if he doesn't want his daughter wearing thong underwear later down the road, every time she would take some to go buy, that would enter her mind how weird it was that her dad gave her thong underwear. not bad, actually. I probably would make it a white elephant gift. (laughs) Because <laughs> if you have a gift exchange, just throw it in. Like someone threw it into your slacks. And then see. You Do you think someone at the at the shipping center said, "I'm gonna"? Dude, <laughs> yes. Oh, that doesn't happen by accident. I'm gonna totally screw with this dude. That's somebody just playing a joke. That's someone trying to get you divorced. <laughs> but I take issue with your your sentence here because there is some clarification needed here. He says, inside the package, there was an extra, an extra pair, as if there was more than what he initially ordered. (laughs) So did you order these thong underwear? So what he he meant to say was, in addition to my slacks, there was one pair of thong underwear. I think that's what he means. But the way he phrased it is, I got more thong underwear than I was anticipating. (laughs) I ordered a pair of slacks and then some extra large male thong underwear. (laughs) And then there was an extra pair of thong underwear in there. Why is it a pair of underwear? There's only one pair of socks I get. That's a good good question. Uh, Two legs. Because they say. A pair of pants. Because Uh, that's what they've been forever and we don't know whoever did it first, but we're going to roll with it. You, you need two legs to wear underwear, right? Not really. No, not really. But underwear is a singular item. 
But you're putting both your legs through it. That's yeah, but they don't call it from. they don't call it leg wear. You put your pair. Yeah, because they're called underwear. pants. It's underwear. What does it do? It is under your clothes. One pair, folks. What? Of underwear doesn't make sense, folks. This is the kind of hard hitting, thought provoking crap you get from the Overtime Podcast. If you haven't listened to us before, we will expand your horizons. Just wear them yourself. It's 2019. <laughs> Just do it. Have Don't dress. let anybody tell you what you can and can't do. Change your handle to Exhausted Nihilist with a thong. <laughs> oh man, now he's gonna do it. No, just can you put parentheses in a in a username? Just <laughs> exhausted nihilist thong. <laughs> Maybe you could just be thong nihilist from now on. Uh, no. From wizard six two nine four, change my mind. Wings are overrated. Uh, he says boneless, pretty much chicken nuggets covered in sauce and can be pretty pricey. Uh, bone in, kind of a pain in the A double dollar sign to eat, can be messy, and also can be pricey. I'm not going to disagree with his takes there that, yes, they're nuggets covered in sauce, and I don't like to eat bone in wings in public because they are messy, but I will disagree that they are overrated because at the end of the day, they are pricey. Covered in sauce, chicken nuggets, but damn it, I love them. They are so good. Boneless? Yeah. My problem with nuggets is they're not, they're kind of like pressed chicken. You mean boneless wings? Boneless they're wings. Not, they're not nuggets. They are, for lack of a better term, if you want to be critical of them, sure. But it's they like are not calling like, someone. But like chicken strips are like, going I don't know. <laughs> are like strips of chicken, yeah, breaded and really bon- nuggets are like formed, processed. Sometimes, God knows what parts of the chicken they're using. It's just, well, it's all white meat. It's ground up, pressed into shapes, fried, it, served at your local all, fast not food. Not all white meat, and that's kind of the problem. But I'll say this: Look, people. There are farms in America where we send the chickens that have had their wings removed so that you can eat them. Just fields and fields of wingless chickens walking around because you had to have chicken wings. Yeah. More than the demand for body that's chicken not parts. A, that's not Like boneless true. wings fits? Like boneless wings? You can make boneless wings out of them? Well, yeah. They could remove the bones from the chicken, and then those can live for a while. And that got confusing. Uh, but I think if they're really good chicken wings, like there's some substance to them, they're amazing. a hot take. I like the flats better. Ugh, he would. You, you like... just snap off the one bone and he got a bunch of chicken right there. So maybe maybe the experience of wings I could agree might be overrated. It's kind of like the eating taste ribs. of them is not. Yeah. I prefer this is where I kind of agree with them. I prefer to dip into my sauce and my ranch or blue cheese, whatever I'm eating. Then have them all saucy and just get it everywhere. Because I'm a princess. <laughs> all right. There we go. I said I don't. I don't like to have messy hands. They're they're not overrated. If you like buffalo sauce, 
or honey barbecue or, or garlic parmesan like, like I had sauce, this weekend. Do you like a, do you like sauce on chicken that is not a dipping sauce? If yes, they're not overrated. That's fair. And guess what? If you don't like buffalo sauce, you can still get the wings without the sauce. If you want to be one okay. of those. There you go. If you don't like chicken, fine. Maybe they're overrated. Just remember that Darren Ravel once blocked Riley Gates on Twitter over a chicken wing. He did. Bang! That's what it was about. Uh, it was the day he, that... The day ESPN laid off 100 employees, including some people we knew. Darren Ravel tweeted about the inflated price of wings at Buffalo Wild Wings and how they had gone yeah. up. And I quote tweeted it and said, real journalists are losing their jobs while Darren Ravel is allowed to tweet about chicken wings. And I was very quickly blocked. I have since been unblocked because I pled my case to him on Instagram. I slid into his Instagram DMs. Oh, for God's sake. And he unblocked me. Um, what a nerd. Darren, yeah. if you're listening to this, you're a nerd. That was a, that was a tone-deaf take on that day to do that. Yeah. That's just horrible. Anyhow, we always are in pursuit of the truth at GoParacad.com. Hell yeah. So we will make sure we ask someone about this, and I think there's only one person that we could ask. Coach Courtney Messingham's hands. I screwed up. Messy hands. <laughs> Damn it! I screwed it up! No! Oh. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Mad. <laughs> Set it up and then fumbled at the goal line. I, Jalen hurts the crap out of that thing. Oh my god. It's a fumble! From Schultz M43, what was your favorite sports moment of the decade? For me personally, it was my beloved Royals winning the World Series. But if you asked me to re remove my bias, it would be the kick six. Hmm. I kind of agree with the World Series because I went to game one. And that was one of the most memorable sporting events I've ever been to. That plus... Um, 2012, I went to the U.S. Open Cup final, Sporting KC. They won in penalty shootout. That was a fun game to go to because that was kind of the the moment that Sporting KC was back, so to speak. Um, you know, they rebranded, they built the new stadium, they were starting to have a lot of success, and that was kind of the the start of that run there. It's good, but if if you're not count, I mean, I'm just counting things that i went to i guess yeah i'm trying to separate i was trying to like look at it from two angles number one as a fan and number two since i was in high school this decade and we had success like those are some of my favorite as well so i was trying to look at it from different angles from that from the high school angle was winning state basketball and golf from the fan angle I have to say, either going to the U.S. Open this year was really fun because I was spitting distance from Tiger Woods, which is something that was always up here for me. I can't, I can't put the World Series on there because I just don't. At the end of the day, I just don't like baseball enough. That's just me. I'm not saying you're wrong to put it on there. So. But even if you went to the games, I was or at if, the even if you, or Sorry, if you didn't even go to the games, if you were in Manhattan, like Aggieville was. Oh, it was great! Awesome, the yeah, whole, it was great playoffs. Well, I guess this that era is my favorite sports. It's the year Tanner's opened. 
They opened when the World Cup was a big deal. Yeah, 14. They opened when the Royals were turning the corner. And it was just, it was so much fun. I'm not even a soccer person, and those matches were so much fun to go watch. And, you know, just the bar was packed. But, you know, on top of that, you had the Royals get into the World Series. But then when they probably, you know, the, the most memorable bar moment is when they came back and beat the A's in the wild card because it was just so wild. And then, uh, but just winning. I was, unfortunately, the night I won the, they won the World Series. I won the World Series. I was working. And then I got off for the end of it and went to a, Went to Tubby's, I think is where we finished up watching it. But I think them winning on a Sunday yeah, fueled my excitement. I was putting out a magazine and so <clears throat> but as someone look the reality is as a K stated, you kinda give up party a big part of your fanhood. You're covering yeah. games, you're not there cheering on games. Um you have magical games to cover. I mean, really it's incredible to be covering some of them, but being plugged in as a fan, really all I've got is the Royals and Chiefs and and more so the Royals growing up for whatever reason. I associate that more with childhood memories. We never went to Chiefs games when I was a kid, which is weird because my dad was a football coach. You'd think he'd prefer that. But we'd always take summer destination things to go to Kansas City and go to Royals and do stuff there. So seeing the Royals win another World Series because, yeah, the 85 World Series was incredible at the fraternity house. But to see that as an adult, that's clearly mine. Side note, I think the last five Chiefs games I went to, one of those games, Joe Montana was probably still a quarterback. Damn, dude. I've probably gone to more Chiefs games in this year than Zach has in the last You've been to a lot. I've been to two this year. I think year. I've been to one Chiefs game this century. I consider that a lot. Or not, <laughs> yeah, yeah, this century, yeah. Here's my hot take. I'm not into the whole day-long experience. We're going to tailgate for three hours, go to the game, stay in the lot, and tailgate some more. I'm just too old and tired. <laughs> I've cooked. I don't I've think yelled, <laughs> I've come back. I've cleaned up. I've had more beers. Shouldn't be driving. Someone had to come along to drive. Because now they're sober, and they've been sober for eight hours watching us have fun. Game's over. Turn off the TV. That's what's the problem with attendance now. You are the problem, Fitz. I am the entire problem with attendance at sporting events because uh, even my TV is too good to pass up at times. I just saw this. I showed it to my wife, and I could see her wheels turning. There was a 65-inch 65 65-inch 65 Samsung. It was just a couple generations older. For less than $500 at Best Buy. Fitz, you have a TV problem. You do. I do. You really do. I do. It's a problem. Well, these TVs we have in our office, like we got a Toshiba in here in the studio, which how how often it's been on? We watched the Royals for a few podcasts. We did. After we got it installed. Yeah. It's because we record it. But this TV, this Toshiba was 120 bucks or something. It's 32 inch TV. I mean, we, I buy them when they're dirt cheap. Buy them on Amazon sale because it's an Amazon. It's a Fire TV. I've got those. What What's that? TCL? Is that the brand that's yeah, on the lobby? Yeah. TCL? I mean, I'm sure they make TVs for other name brands, but 
you know, it's a 4K 50-inch TV in our lobby that doesn't ever get to play regular TV. It plays highlights. Plays a slideshow. Plays a slideshow. Of pictures that eventually, are in the studio. Eventually, when we have the Go Powercat channel <clears throat> on WTC, I think we're going to have it. I've got a plan. It'll be on that. Go Powercat TV. Imagine a world in which a provider has Go Powercat TV. Hooray! Next question is from Adam K sixty three. If you named a bull from your hometown, what would you name it? This was a thread, wasn't it? Yeah, I started it because I saw a tweet, but I didn't think either of you two participated. So, well, mine would be. I'm like I posted. It's either the Banner Burger Bar Bowl. Not that Banner is really all that great anymore, but that was kind of it's it's a Beloit thing. Or the Cruising Mill Street Bowl, which is apparently what my mom and dad did when they were in high school is they would just drive up and down one street and that was cool we did that and they were allowed to drink we did that with santa fe and salina yeah so then now every year every year during memorial days in may right yeah yeah memorial day weekend everybody comes back and they do a weekend of cruising mill again it's like everybody goes and does this right but there's so many people that want to do it again that they're like inches from each other. Like, you're not going 20 miles an hour even. You're going like five. And you can't drink because cops are, you know what now? Enforcing the law. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, can't drink now. Well, I'm just saying, if you're going to recreate the uh, recreate those memories. I am from Salina. You can only have one bowl in Salina. The Tony's Pizza Bowl. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty damn good. That actually sounds like a real bull. Well, Tony's didn't Tony sponsor some? No, that's Little Caesar's. Center. Little Caesar's Pizza Bowl. That's what but it was. But the Bicentennial yeah. Center is now the, the Tony's, Tony's yeah. Pizza event. Would it be played in the Bi Center? A football game? I, An in, indoor football game? They did. They don't have enough room in there to play a football game. They did indoor football. Is indoor what I'm football. Well, that's not a bowl game, guys. That's a whole different sport. Well, you could, arena bowl. Could you do something to the? You, uh, yeah, they played indoor football there. They had an indoor. So football I'm saying, time. yeah, but no. I mean, you have not real you'd, football. You'd have to play it. At, Please respect the bombers. At Salina <laughs> Stadium, which should be renamed Terrence Newman Stadium, but they half the town doesn't want to do it. Sounds Damn. like a different rant. I, I don't even think that's a real rant. I think I'm making it up. Cozy Inn Burger. The Cozy Inn Bowl. That's another good one. That's a good one. Cozy Inn Bowl. Martinelli's Bowl. That's a modern one. Martinelli's Bowl. No, that's a that's only something Zach wants. That's all I want. <laughs> it's only something Zach wants. I want Martinelli's to come to Manhattan. Can we have a little Martinelli's location in Manhattan? And look, I'll be honest. I like Martinelli's a lot. It's kind of a, it's the thing to do. It's right in the middle of Santa Fe. Um it's okay. Some things are better than other things, but it's just the whole vibe and everything about it. It's, it's a family I Italian place. I, lo- I that's like how you, you say Italian. It's so Kansan. I, I love family Italian. <laughs> Italian. Italian. You're so white. <laughs> okay, boomer. <laughs> Zach, would it be the Vista Burger Bowl? Why do no, I it's keep the, it's the Dave Dryling HCI Hospitality and Wolf Stand Play Bowl? <laughs> I love Dave. Oh my God! <laughs> it's the hospitality and Wolf Stay Playbook. <laughs> the Dave Dryling part. 
You got to go with something that's just traditional. And that. The Johnny Cobble. <laughs> and I don't mean that because of the bar. No, I'm talking about something the to statue. be said about that. Yeah. Because you can put them on a giant mountain. I don't know. It's very close to Paul Bunyan's axe, though. Hey, there's a lot of Big Ten trophies that you're like, that's pretty similar. <laughs> From Purple Powerhouse, what is your top Christmas movie? And for him, it is a tie between Scrooged and Christmas Vacation. What's Scrooged? I, is it just another? It's a Bill Murray, right? Scrooge. It's a, it's a modernized version of Scrooge. I've never liked the Scrooge story. It looks like there's a British one that's coming out that looks It's amazing. Christmas Vacation, hands down. Oh, absolutely. I'm disappointed. It is Bill Murray. You're right. Uh, I'm disappointed in myself that I haven't seen Christmas Vacation yet this year. It's usually on TV. Christmas Vacation, Elf, Who has the rights? <laughs> oh, okay. We're going to start that, huh? Christmas I don't really have a hot take on it. I just want to pretend hard. like I did. I read an argument online that Die Hard is not technically a Christmas movie. It's a Harry Potter movie because of Alan Rickman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hell, it's the same same premise there. It's Christmas Vacation. Home Alone and Home Alone 2. Those are mine. The sequel, huh? The sequel is arguably better than the first one. Lost in New York, the streets are numbered. Because <laughs> seriously, like, think about it. Home Alone 2, the movie starts out. It's going, you know, <laughs> good enough. <laughs> they wake up. Their alarms are going off. We did it again. Because <laughs> the power went out. Like, this, like it's, just <laughs> it's just so campy. They did the same plot line. Happen again. And he gets... <laughs> It like and like he makes it to the airport this time. And like yes, Kevin is gonna make it to his family's vacation for Christmas in Florida. And where does he get to go? New York, which is cold and it has Christmas trees. It's just what he wanted. He has a better time than he would have had in Florida by himself. And he runs into the same guys who ruined his last Christmas. And he has to set them all up. They didn't learn their lesson from the first year. He does it all again. He gets found. Everything's great. He's happier. Every reason you just listed for why it's your favorite is why I don't like Home Alone. Every reason you just listed applies to the hangovers. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Basically, Kevin is the grown-up version of himself in the hangover, and it happened again the second time. <laughs> That's all I have to say. That's why I don't like it. I'm watching, when we were in The Miracle on Morrow, a.k.a. The Hilo, they play Christmas movies, they play Christmas music, and Home Alone was what was playing. And it struck me that... This is really a Two Stooges movie. If you've ever watched the Three Stooges, <laughs> basically Joe Pesci and Daniel... I couldn't tell you what their names are. Well, Joe Pesci, I couldn't tell you what his name is, yeah. Daniel, whatever, are Two Stooges. I mean, it's it's basically what the premise is. It's a, it's a Stooges movie. Yeah. I was looking it up. I just want Daniel angels with filthy Stern. souls Stern. and angels with even filthier souls to be made into legitimate mob movies. I don't know what that is. The you know the movie where like he's playing lines, like he's rewinding, fast forwarding through all these lines while people are in the other room and they hear it, but they think it's real, and he's going to shoot everybody up. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. I'll give you to the count of ten to get your lion. No good keister out my door. One, two, ten, and. 
shoots him up with his Tommy gun and yes. yeah. Those should be real movies. He's a beaut, Clark. She's a beaut. I think this is the last question of the podcast. Thank God. This sucker is long. From Ema Wildcat eighty two. What are the Go Powercat meet and greet locations in Memphis? We finalized it yet? No, we haven't. In fact, I, I had a location, and then they neglected to tell us that our friends at K-Man were there. And I'm like, well, that that's good. The, you you can go to that bar. I mean, so we're talking. We're trying to talk to someone next door, but they haven't responded. So I might have to move on to someone next door to the next door. We are in the process of setting it up. We will have something. And honestly, um, that Powercat game day location. I really, this is, they were at, what's it called? I totally forgot. Silky O'Sullivan's. Silky O'Sullivan's. That's where Powercat Game Day came in. We'll be doing their shows. I was part of that for a lot of years. So I have some deference to what they do. Even if they're associated with their competition now, it's a great K-State tradition, Powercat Game Day. So I have some, I respect that. And Silky O'Sullivan's, who... I didn't realize it was their bar in 2016, so I emailed. The woman was very receptive. She was willing to do it. I'm like, no, we, we kind of need our own spot. I mean, you'll be crowded with them. There's going to be enough K-Staters where we can do multiple bars. Because when we had our event at the Ten Roof in 16, we had the upstairs, and it was packed. Yep. And it really wasn't any more than, hey, we're just going here. And we're going to do something more formal. So we're talking to, attempting to talk to a bar. Hopefully, as I walk out of this room, I'll have a return email from her. Hopefully, but it looked like a cool place. If not, we'll hit up the tin roof again. It's a little corporate, but it was good. It was okay. As long as they serve alcohol, I'm cool with it. As long as it's not Wet Willie's Margarita Bar that Katie Johnston took us to. Where it all went south for you and her? <laughs> I was still around that at that stop, wasn't I? I don't think anything went south. Like he just didn't like it. No, I thought that's where Katie drank everyone's drink. Oh. Like none of us liked our drinks, so she finished everyone's drink. And it went south for her very quickly. I don't remember anything after that bar, to be honest. There you go. That explains. I think we went home. When were you walking around and people thought you were that was <laughs> That was New Year's Eve. We There was a, a media event at Rendezvous, so like all of the... The media were invited to eat dinner at Rendezvous one of the nights. And it, I think it was New Year's Eve, so they're having their big celebration. But, I don't know, Katie and I were like, let's go walk around and see it. <laughs> Not one, but two dudes fist bump me and say, nice, as we're walking by. like <laughs> As if to assume he is with her in yes. a romantic setting. <laughs> Poor Katie. She loved it. Her ego of was. Of course she did. Her ego was stroked. God, I wish she was coming on this trip because we would get to Memphis so freaking fast. It was that trip in which Katie and I bonded because we were in the front seat coming back. She had finished up her work earlier. Uh, everyone else had stayed up late. And we left at, I don't know, 7 in the morning or something out of Memphis. And she had the most sleep, so she drove. And she drove like a bat out of hell. It's like you are at your soul of Fitzgerald. This is how the women in my, my family drive. We got through the Ozarks. She's dipping and diving through those roads. That's when we had the big old Hemi engine in that Durango, and she was flying around people on two-lane highways. 
Oh, man, it was glorious. Man, that was the one time that I've seen Fritch defer. Well, not defer. I don't know how to say it. He took a better seating option than what he usually takes. So we had five of us on that trip. Yeah. Well, on the way back, we did. Yeah. uh, On the way back, we had five of us. And so we had to stack the bags. We had one of the back seats up, and we had to stack the bags up. And then there was bags in the middle of the... I looked up in the in the mirror, and I could see this before we're even in motion. This we're not even out of the parking lot. We've just loaded him into the back because that's usually where he likes to. You know, it's just kind of his own space. He's got a charger right there, but he's completely surrounded by bags, and it's claustrophobic. And his eyes are enormous. And I'm like, Fritz, you okay? He goes, No, I got to get out of here. So he had to sit in one of the middle seats. So I sat in the back the entire trip, and I I don't want to do that again. No, nope, only four of us going. Only four of us. Well, our fifth, Steve Adelson, will meet us there to shoot photos. But the four full-timers are going in the Durango with plenty of room. And all of my favorite channels on SiriusXM. <laughs> I will let Zach will probably be the co-pilot, right? I mean, if I'm driving, we'll listen to Hits 1 for Exactly. I'm bit. fine with Hits 1. <laughs> I just... Gotta listen to my 70s on 7 and classic rewind. And I'm just happy that I don't have to drive as much as I normally do. Nope. The train leaves here at 7 a.m. on the 27th, hopefully getting into Memphis around 4. And we will let you know where we will be, what we're doing. And if you follow me on Twitter, if I'm out and about, you will know it because I've got a problem. I tweet too much. That's the end of the podcast. Go away. You've been listening to the PowerCat Overtime Podcast, presented by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. PowerCat Podcast, all rights reserved, gopowercat.com and Spirit Street Publishing. The baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.